This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee. Three more school boards have rebelled against the governor imposing mandatory mask rules. Ron DeSantis says it's another sign of America's decline. I mean, we have Americans that are just being hung out to dry in Afghanistan. Got billions of dollars of military equipment that's basically just being gifted uh, to terrorist groups. Don't worry, he brought it all back to masks at the very end, honestly. Meanwhile, the state agriculture commissioner has the latest stats from the CDC. Uh, Florida has had the most new cases of COVID-19 in the nation over the last seven days and has the highest rate of hospitalizations per 100,000 people. Our state also leads the nation in per capita weekly cases. The governor opens two new centers where you can be treated with Regeneron, and it's free. This is not going to cost a patient anything, okay? There's so much misinformation put out there, like this is to try to, you know, it's going to make like a money making. It is not. The federal government bought all of the Regeneron last year, 100%. Now, obviously, the taxpayers paid for that, but that was a decision that the Trump administration made. You just knew he would find a way to plug the Donald, didn't you? Today on the Sunrise Soapbox, two minutes with Pat Diaz on the staffing crisis in hospitals from COVID-19. Experienced caregivers are giving up. They're leaving state lines, going for better paying jobs and for less dangerous um, conditions. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events and the story of a Florida man who ordered a life-size bronze statue of himself and billed the taxpayers $75,000. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Friday. August 20th. This is National Radio Day, National Chocolate Pecan Pie Day, and World Mosquito Day. On this date in 1619, the first known African Americans landed in North America at Point Comfort, Virginia, and were promptly sold into slavery. That's where it all began. In 1908, America's Great White Fleet arrived in Sydney, Australia, to be greeted with a tremendous welcome. It was so tremendous that 221 American sailors deserted so they could remain in Australia. In 1940, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill honored the pilots of the Royal Air Force for defeating the Luftwaffe, saying, Never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. In 2015, 30 cadets at West Point Military Academy were injured in a massive pillow fight. And on this date one year ago, former presidential advisor Steve Bannon was arrested and charged with fraud over a fundraising campaign to build a wall on the Mexican border. And then there were five. School boards in Miami-Dade, Palm Beach, and Hillsborough County have sided with Broward and Alachua counties by imposing mandatory mask orders in direct opposition to the edict imposed by the governor. So the rebellion begins, and Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed says it's time to rise. Uh, well, I've been very clear on letting our local governments and our local school boards make the decisions that are right uh, for their own communities. Uh, I do believe that the governor's executive order um, will not hold up in court. Um, he is not a legislature. Uh, he doesn't have the right to just have an executive order. Uh, and so these local school boards are doing what they believe is right uh, for their communities. And so I commend them for standing up against a bully, um, for somebody who's trying to take away their powers. They are constitutional officers that have been duly elected by their own communities. And I respect each and every one of those board members who are willing uh, to risk their jobs, risk their pay to make sure that we don't lose children in the schools. 
The governor, of course, does not share her enthusiasm. Ron DeSantis says the school boards have usurped the authority of the parents. Then he launched into a diatribe where he touched on all the GOP bullet points and circled back to federal mask mandates. You look around the country, you look around the world right now. I mean, we have Americans that are just being hung out to dry in Afghanistan, got billions of dollars of military equipment that's basically just being gifted uh, to terrorist groups, uh, things that the taxpayers paid for, things that our, our, our men and women used. You look at the border, people just pouring in. Not, they don't even tell you where they're bringing these people. We figured out they've dumped people in Jacksonville, some of these other places. It's totally out of control. We've never seen anything like what we're seeing now. You look at inflation, thing, the prices are going out of control, particularly gas prices. That's putting a huge hamper on, on working people, having to pay so much when they're going to get gas. So you have all these problems, and yet the White House and Biden their number one issue is they're so intent on having the government force kindergartners, first graders to have to wear masks for eight hours a day. They want to take that decision away from the parent and they want to uh, vest that in local government. Uh, we obviously think the parents are the ones under our state law with the Parents' Bill of Rights that have that decision. Uh, but put that aside, of all the things you could be dealing with, you're choosing to do this and basically just playing uh, footsie with the unions to try to create political issues. Uh, it's a lack of leadership. And meanwhile, while, hey, come here. So meanwhile, while, while all the world burns and while parts of our country burn, you know, you have this, this obsession that a little five-year-old, you know, should not be able to go to school without wearing that mask for eight hours a day. And just as a parent, you know, I'm offended that the federal government thinks that they know better than we do as parents. And in Florida, you know, we want to make sure that we're standing by our parents. DeSantis was in Ormond Beach and Hudson Thursday, opening new Regeneron infusion centers and explaining why he spends most of his time now talking about Regeneron instead of vaccinations. Turns out the vaccine is old news. So the vaccine has been the centerpiece of our uh, efforts since, since December, as you know. Uh, I think it has... Uh, helped uh, mitigate severe illness for our, our, many of our elderly population. And I think it's been uh, something that uh, has kept people out of the hospital. I think it saved lives. At the same time, once you're infected, the vaccine does not treat the, uh, the illness. And so this is a different component. You, know, you can say right now, hey, someone's unvaccinated. I'm going to go out getting vaccinated. Hey, great. But just understand that protection takes a while to really attach. So either way, you're going to be in a situation where you may be dealing with infection, if you're vaccinated, we have breakthrough cases. They're not really rare. Uh, a lot of people get it. It's rare to have it serious, I think. I think most of it's very mild, which is good. Uh, but then what happens after that? So so this is just one tool. Uh, it's not not the only tool, but it's certainly one that's been underutilized and underknown. I mean, I, my view, I think, I don't think there's a single adult in the state of Florida that isn't aware that, that, that there's COVID-19 vaccines available. I think everyone knows that. I think there's been a lot of time spent on it. Certainly our administration that we distributed across a wide variety of ways. But if you look, at, I don't know what it was a month ago in terms of the percentage of people that knew about monoclonals, but I bet you it was a very, very small minority uh, of the public that understood that. And so I think this is expanding access, but also increasing awareness, which will, which will be good. And like any good pitch man, the governor says all this Regeneron is free, 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 courtesy of Donald Trump. This is not going to cost a patient anything, okay? 
There's so much misinformation put out there, like this is to, to try to, you know, it's going to make like a money making. It, it is not. The federal government bought all of the Regeneron last year, 100%. Now, obviously, the taxpayers paid for that, but that was a decision that the Trump administration made. It's there. Uh, Florida draws it down. We're not paying anything. Uh, patients come in. They're not paying for, for the drug. So if you hear people say this is thousands of dollars, that may have been what the federal government had to pay to buy the stock. I don't know uh, to buy the whole stock of it. I don't know. But I can just tell you from, from uh, consumption of a patient using this, you come in and get it. And so do not let anyone dissuade you, act like you somehow can't afford it. If you need it, come get it. Um, it's here for you. And uh, we think it's already we think we've already made a difference in terms of, you know, what we're seeing. But I think obviously the more people that come in, I think the better that we'll be able to see. So um, so take advantage. Meanwhile, the covid hits just keep on coming. Nikki Freed has the latest from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, Florida has had the most new cases of covid-19 in the nation over the last seven days and has the highest rate of hospitalizations per 100,000 people. Our state also leads the nation in per capita weekly cases with 733 new cases per 100,000 people, which is 3.5 times the national average. We reported another 23,335 new COVID-19 cases yesterday, according to the CDC. There are currently 17,295 Floridians hospitalized with COVID. 93.18 of our ICU beds are full. Our doctors and nurses are exhausted. Our healthcare workers are overwhelmed. We have a serious also shortage of our healthcare workers across the entire state. Three-fourths of our Florida hospitals expect to face critical staff shortages in the coming weeks, according to the Florida Hospital Association. Hospitals are at capacity, and our counties are also asking people to not call 911 because they don't have the capacity. We're seeing long lines getting into our emergency rooms. We're hearing stories all across the state. Many of our hospitals have also been stopped providing non-life-saving care. We've seen reports of patients stacked up in the hallways because they have nowhere else to go. All of this has put a tremendous strain on our healthcare providers. We need you all to pitch in, and I'm gonna to continue to be a broken record on this. Please get vaccinated. Go talk to your local healthcare provider, talk to your friends who haven't been vaccinated, go talk to your colleagues and the people in your communities. We've got to do this together. And of course, continue to follow the CDC guidelines in regards to wearing masks. The Biden administration says it will require nursing homes that accept federal dollars to vaccinate all staff for COVID-19. Governor DeSantis wonders if the president has gone too far. So the federal government, uh, pr presumably there was reports that they're going to basically force nursing home staff to get vaccinated. Uh, and the condition will be that these nursing homes can lose access to Medicare and Medicaid funding. And so that's a that's a massive hammer that they're trying to bring down. Here's what we did in Florida. We went, the first people that had access to this were the residents and staff of long-term care facilities. And so from mid-December, uh, those folks have had access to it. Obviously, not all staff members have done it. Uh, many of them have recovered from COVID and have natural immunity. Uh, a lot of the folks that, um, that, that purport to be, they, they don't recognize that, which has obviously been proven in these studies to be, to be effective. Um, so the issue is going to be, what's that going to do to the staffing? They're already short-staffed. And there's a lot of people that feel strongly 
against being mandated, that they think it should be something that they choose, and they may have reasons why they make different choices. So um, it, I don't know how it's going to work, um, uh, and I think that there's just a, there's going to be a concern amongst these 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 uh, uh, institutions about maintaining all the staff. Hey, <laughs> maintaining all the staff. So that's but it's interesting, you know that that they're that is a major hammer to bring down. It has not been legislated by Congress. I mean, that's a pure use of, of executive power to try to bring this down and really will be something that could potentially shake up the industry. Sorry if it shakes up the industry, but weren't you the one that gave us the whole seniors first vaccination campaign? What say we protect those seniors even more by making sure their caregivers aren't spreading the COVID? The new regulations apply to more than 15,000 nursing home facilities that provide care for 1.6 million nursing home residents. One person who's seen more than her fair share of COVID cases is Pat Diaz, a nurse in Miami and a delegate in her union. She's on medical leave right now, but Nurse Diaz wants to share a few thoughts with you about how overworked they are and how much they are looking for leadership. I hear the desperation in my fellow caregivers' voices every day, and it's only getting worse. Experienced caregivers are giving up. They're leaving state lines, going for better-paying jobs, and for less dangerous um, conditions. Some of them are even just giving up altogether and quitting. This makes the staffing issue even greater. And our state's healthcare system into a, a dangerous spiral. We need our employers to pay us, protect us, and respect us. A banner in the hallway calling us heroes is not enough. It's an insult. We also need leaders who will take the healthcare crisis seriously. We finally have a White House that is trying. But here in Florida, we have a governor's office that denies science and even mocked the scientists. As a caregiver, things like don't quatch in my Florida, bear cozies are offensive. That makes a joke of this pandemic that have killed over 40,000 Floridians. They and their families deserve much better. So do the people and the healthcare workers that are trying to take care of the rest of them. We also need the public to do everything possible to stop the continued spread of this virus. It's so simple and it shouldn't be political. It's so easy to wear a little mask and get vaccinated to protect our families and our communities. It's really the most patriotic things we can do. Our thanks to Pat Diaz for sharing her perspective. One other note from COVID World, the Florida Hospital Association and the Florida Medical Association are partnering with the Florida Association of Broadcasters to roll out a new series of public service announcements for COVID-19 vaccines. The English and Spanish TV and radio spots will hit every market in the state through the end of November. 
Your calendar today, well, at 9 o'clock, the Office of Insurance Regulation holds a public hearing. Southern Fidelity Insurance wants to raise your property insurance rates. The Florida Department of Economic Opportunity releases July's unemployment report at 10. St. Petersburg Congressman Charlie Crist, who is running for governor in 2022, speaks to the Tiger Bay Club of Tampa at noon. The Council of Presidents of the Florida College System meets online at 1. The Department of Agriculture Hemp Advisory Committee meets at 3. That's followed by the Medical Cannabis Advisory Committee at 3.30. Trustees at New College of Florida meets Saturday at 9 in Sarasota. And Republican Carla Spaulding, who is running in District 23's congressional seat, holds a campaign kickoff event Saturday at 7. And finally today, Florida man and former Escambia County Sheriff David Morgan spent thousands of tax dollars to order a life-size bronze statue of himself last year before the end of his term. The six-foot-four-inch statue arrived last week, and the new sheriff, Chip Simmons, calls it a brash, narcissistic waste. It cost them $75,000, but they did get a two-for-one deal on the statue. Morgan defended the decision, saying it's just not that big of a deal. Simmons hasn't figured out what to do with the statues, but he says they won't go up at the sheriff office, and he says he's talked with some local companies about melting them down. That's it for this installment of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again on Monday as we plumb the depths of Florida politics. 